All right, so we talked about the Hanniger deal. Now it's time to talk about the other shoe that dropped today. The Mariners and Rays finally made a trade, but it's not the one we were expecting. Luke Rayleigh to Seattle, Jose Caballero to Tampa Bay. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, if you are in the chat, if you're in the comments below, once again, say it with me. Chills. DePoto did it again. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, January 5th, 2024. Once again, this is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Lockdown Mariners podcast brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-C-K-D-O-N, for $20 off your first purchase. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Luke Rayleigh trade. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. So the Mariners have acquired outfielder Luke Rayleigh from the Tampa Bay Rays for infielder Jose Caballero. And if you want our thoughts on the Mitch Hanniger trade, we've already posted an episode breaking all that down. So check that out after you're done watching this if you haven't already. Uh Rayleigh. Uh, played his first full season in the bigs this past year at the age of 28, and he was pretty dang good. He slashed 249, 333, 490 with 19 home runs and 49 RBI. He also stole 14 bases. His 130 WRC plus ranked 14th amongst all American League hitters with at least 400 plate appearances. Rough second half of the season for him, though, just an 81 WRC plus over his final 111 plate appearances of the year. But he's a much-needed left-handed bat that provides some pop and, as I mentioned earlier, some quality base running. So uh, he can also play a little bit of first base, so there's that added element as well. Um, Colby, what do you what do you think about this deal? Uh, it's a, I would classify it as another woodshed trade uh, for Jerry DePoto and company. Um, I would also say that, as if it wasn't obvious before, uh, the Mariners won the Mike Leak trade. So... Um, there's that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Rayleigh's interesting. He, there seems to be some disconnect about what type of player he is, uh, on social media, at least that I've seen. I've seen some, some people talk about how he's the middle of the order bat we needed. And, and like, he's the guy and it's like, no, I wouldn't classify him as that. I've seen other people talk about how he's just a bench guy and how he's like Taylor Trammell and, and no, like I wish Taylor Trammell had a season half as productive as the one really gave you. That would be amazing. Uh, but or even Marlowe for that matter, who sure. had a good year, but that was over the course of really like two weeks. Whereas yeah. Rayleigh is more over the span of not necessarily the full season. Cause like I, you know, I mentioned the mm -hmm. second half numbers for him. They're not good, but the, the first half, I mean, he was insane. I think he posted like a one eighty WRC plus over the first half of the season. So, yeah. Right. So, you know, Rayleigh is a, he's a very tooled up guy. Um, he, you know, plus speed, uh, you know, he's a very good base runner. He can also steal bags. He just, he's fast. He's a fast guy, um, which is interesting. He doesn't look like he'd be a fast guy, but he is, uh, he can also manage all three outfield spots just fine. I would say he's probably fringe average in a corner. Uh, you know, he can handle center field for a game. If you need him to with Julio, Julio needs a day off. You can put Rayleigh out there and he won't absolutely kill you. 
so that's a valuable skill to have. And he's actually a pretty good first baseman. Uh, all this is small sample uh, because, again, he hasn't had a full season in the big leagues um, as of yet. So uh, there's also the plus raw power. It's it's real good power to all fields. But obviously, if you're a left-handed hitter in Seattle, the pull power is what counts here. And Rayleigh has that uh, in spades. So you get a guy who can run the bases, a guy who can play at least average position, a- average defense at three positions can even manage a fourth uh, who has plus uh, power to the, to really all fields, but specifically to the pole side and a guy who, you know, put up a really productive season uh, in his first regular action. It's not quite a full season. So I don't want to say it's his first full season, but 249, 333, 490. That's legit. That's above average at all three uh, in all three stats. So uh, Rayleigh, good hitter, some flaws. Yes. Uh, is he a platoon guy? Maybe, but he didn't manage against lefties last year. He didn't get a lot of opportunities to do so, but he was above 100 WRC plus against them. Um, there's a little bit of Kelnick here just in terms of, uh, you know, a guy who can play in the corner, can fake it in center field, has a strong arm, good athlete. Uh, I think Rayleigh's uh, swing is a little whippier. I think the power is a little easier to get to, uh, but there are some strikeouts here. Just like there are with, uh, just like there were with Kalnick, but there's just a longer track record of good offensive production than there is even with somebody like Kalnick. So, mm-hmm. uh, Rayleigh's a, a good hitter. He's a good ad, and for what the Mariners were able to get him for, it's an absolute steal. It's mm-hmm. it's a bargain uh, because not only did you get him for, you know, a uh, a area of relative strength for you. Uh, you got him for a guy who was probably third or fourth in, on your depth chart in that position group. So uh, it's a great deal for for the Mariners. There's basically no downside to it whatsoever. There, is there a chance that it doesn't work out the way you want it to? Yeah, absolutely. There is with every trade. But is there a chance that this deal comes back to haunt you and, and this is like just a devastating trade? No, not really. Almost none. So it, it's a great deal for Seattle. A little bit of a head scratch for Tampa. I think you kind of understand where they were trying to go with this, but mm-hmm. uh, it just it's it's all upside for Seattle and and very little downside in making this deal. Well, the Rays also turned around and they traded uh, Andrew Kittridge to the Cardinals for mm-hmm. Richie Palacios, who is basically Luke Rayleigh. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically the player that he is as well. So they they got their Rayleigh replacement essentially. So uh, mm-hmm. it makes a bit more sense for Tampa Bay from that perspective now that we kind of have more of the full picture there for them. But uh yeah, a couple other notes on Rayleigh. Um he's actually not bad against lefties or at least, you know, this year, right? Again, like we're talking about 400 plate appearances. But uh 107 WRC plus against lefties, he actually uh posted a much higher average against lefties. Uh 268 versus 247 against righties. Um, though he didn't really get exposed to lefties, that is just 43 plate appearances. Um, so do want to mention that, but he was fine. Like he, he handled himself just fine in the few opportunities that he got against lefty pitchers. Uh, so you mentioned the, the Kelnick thing, right? I I think that's kind of the big question here with this, uh, in general, like comparing this outfield group, because it looks like it's pretty much solidified now with. Julio, Canzone, Rayleigh, Careful. Hanniger. We'll see. We'll see. We'll Careful. see. We'll see. We'll see. There might be another move. Might be another move. But comparing this outfield group to last year's, right? Julio, Jared, Teo. What do you think? Like, 
comparing those two, what do you think about this group and what it can do compared to what last year's group was able to do? I think it's at least as good um, as last year's group. I feel pretty comfortable with that uh, assessment. It's definitely a better group defensively, uh, mainly just because you got Teoscar out of there. I think Rayleigh and Kelnick is pretty much a wash in terms of defensive value. And as funny as Canzone looks playing in the outfield at times, he's definitely better than, than Teoscar defensively. Sure. Um, and, and Hanniger, we'll see. You know, we'll see what Hanniger can do and how healthy he is and all that. But it's hard to imagine that, you know, even, you know, banged up Mitch Hanniger is, is any worse than Teoscar defensively. So uh, I think that they were able to maintain their athleticism. Uh, I don't think they, they had, took a big, you know, dip in terms of just raw athleticism either. Um, there might be more probability with last year's outfield because like Teoscar was for all of his issues, he was still a league average bat for most of the year. Um, so I think, you know, just over the course of an entire season, there's more probability with last year's outfield, but I think this year's outfield, there's actually more predictability. Like you feel like these guys are going to produce month in month out. There's not going to be these huge waves like with Teoscar and Jared Kelnick. We saw at times last year where Kelnick, and Teoscar could carry the offense for weeks at a time. And then we saw mm-hmm. times where they were actively hurting you with their very, with their presence, just being in the lineup, they were hurting you. So I think this, this outfield right now is going to be a little bit more level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's at least as good. And I think there's more upside in this particular lineup or in this particular outfield than there was in last year's outfield. And it's a little bit deeper on, on top of it too. So um, I feel like the outfield's in a pretty good place. I wouldn't, suggest that they're done uh, because again, Rayleigh can play some first base and we know that they've talked about trading Ty France. So could they trade Ty France for Kepler and then put Rayleigh at first? And yeah, they could, and that would be sure. better, but um, I feel pretty good about this outfield group. I, I think, I think the right. least, like I think the lowest I would allow somebody to like talk me into is that they're as good as they were last year. Right. And I think they're better. Yeah. Cause if you look at Rayleigh as essentially the Kelnick replacement and then look at, Canzone and Hanniger as a you know a way to replace Teoscar's production. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of questions, right? Major questions yeah. about Hanniger's health. Major questions about Canzone's ability to be just a major leaguer, just a league average major leaguer. And a lot of questions about Rayleigh in terms of like was his first half just kind of a fluke, you know? But I, I think there's a, a very easy path here to see them being better by a bit than last year's group. Because again, you didn't get the season that you wanted out of Teoscar Hernandez. Jared was hurt for a good portion of the year uh, and obviously slowed down after his incredible month of April. Now, would your outfield be better in 2024 with 2024 Jared Kelnick and 2024 Teoscar Hernandez rather than Dom Canzone, Mitch Hanniger, Luke Rayleigh? Who knows? You know, maybe we'll look back on that and go. Hey, you know, if you had just brought Teo back and kept Jared, you would have been in a better spot in 2024. But in terms of just like upgrading from 2023 production to 2024, I think there's a very easy path there for them to to get to that point. Um, the other thing too, I just wanted to quickly note, I know I said Rayleigh had like a 180 WRC plus in the first half. Wasn't that good. <laughs> he had a 155 though, which is very, very good. I think at one point though, he did have like a 180 uh, WRC plus. Like I vaguely remember looking through the leaderboards at some point in like maybe May and he had like a 180 and I was like, who the hell is mm-hmm. Rayleigh? Right. So. The important thing is, is that Rayleigh finished with the ninth highest WRC plus amongst all 
left-handed hitters in the American League with the uh, 400 plate appearance minimum. So yeah. for as much as he played, he was a top 10 left-handed hitter last year. Yeah, yeah. And, the uh, and the Mariners desperately needed some some left-handed uh, pop, yep. just a left-handed presence in general in their lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that uh, Justin Hollander in his press release after the trade said like they view him as a middle of the order bat. I don't know if he's necessarily like that in the traditional sense, uh, but he helps. He makes this lineup better. Yep. And yeah, I'm I'm really stoked about this deal. So we're going to talk more about it in just a moment. But first, a reminder: this episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem promo code locked on. That's L O C K D O N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Luke Rayleigh trade. And as a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we just talked a lot about Luke Rayleigh and his fit in Seattle. Now let's talk about what the Mariners traded away. Jose Caballero, who was a really fun piece of the 2023 Seattle Mariners ball club. He kind of came out of nowhere. They called him up um, back in what May, I believe. And he ended up posting a two win season by fan standards. Uh, he was an absolute annoyance to opposing pitchers. Uh, he nearly got the Mariners in several brawls. It was awesome for us as Hashtag team brawl. We very much appreciate Jose Caballero and his contributions. Yes, we salute Jose Caballero. But like Rayleigh, you know, towards the second half of the season, Caballero's offensive production really fell off. He also had some, let's just call them boneheaded mistakes at times on, on the base pass. A couple times, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll just say that. Um, but overall, you know, he had a good year. And of course, he was, uh, the return in the Mike Leak trade all the way back with the Diamondbacks. And uh, you didn't really think that you were going to get anything out of him. And you kind of already won the the Leak trade when Caballero came up and he produced for you at really any to any sort of degree. Now you've been able to turn him into Luke Rayleigh, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah, what do you what do you think about trading Caballero away? Uh, I know you and I were both very surprised that this was all it took you to get Rayleigh coming off of the year that, that Rayleigh is. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you think overall about trading Caballero? It's, it's a loss in a sense that Cabby was a fun player and he really bailed you out, uh, for yeah. stretches of, of last year. But, um, in just a pure baseball sense, it's not really a loss. You probably sold high on a guy who for most of the second half last year was unusable 
particularly against right-handed pitching, uh, which is obviously the dominant uh, side that you know you want to be usable against. Um, and he he he's been passed up. Like the thing with Caballero is, is that you look at what he brings to the to the table uh, for the Mariners. It's pretty much the same thing Dylan Moore brings to the table, except for Demo has more pop. It's very similar to what Sam Haggerty brings to the table, except for Haggerty has a little bit more position versatility. So uh, when you kind of look at where things are, you look at uh, Urias being added, uh, you look at Rojas obviously coming in. Like when you look at potential middle infielders, backup middle infield types, Caballero's probably fourth at best on, on this depth chart in that regard. And that's not even counting somebody like Cole Young, who's charging up fast and could make his debut as early as, you know, this fall. So uh, it just felt like Caballero was uh, an extra player to you. It was nice that he had options. I would have been pretty surprised if he started this year uh, on the major league roster. Uh, and again, there's no guarantee whatsoever that he was going to to hit. He, he's a useful player. I think he has a, a career ahead of him as like a 26 man come off the bench for a pinch run, you know, occasional start here and there. Like there's, there's some Willie Bloomquist to him, uh, but Willie Bloomquist was never that good of a player relative wasn't, to other major leaguers. Wasn't Caballero worth more in 2020 yes, last year than, alone? Than Bloomquist yes. was in his entire career. Yeah, yes, let me, let that me is accurate. That, real quick. that is, a, I think, by like two full wins actually. But that's who Caballero is. I think he is a replacement level guy because most of his value comes on his ability to draw walks <laughs> and steal bases. Yeah, Caballero right. was worth 1.2 more F4 than Willie Bloomquist's there, his entire there career. <laughs> there you go. But that's the type of role he is, right? He's yeah. not Mark McLemore, right? He's not a guy who's going to play, you know, every day at a different position. He's just kind of there. He's there in case of an emergency. And honestly, you have that in Sam Haggerty already. And when you look at, even if you thought, well, maybe Caballero could have been the starting second baseman, he's not better than Rojas. He's not better than Urias. He's not even better than Dylan Moore. Like you, you had three or four cabbies on your roster, and, and it's possible he's not even better than Ryan Bliss, right? Who's I've who's also coming up fast, just like Cole Young. I mean, Bliss will have a chance before Cole Young. So. I mean, Ryan Bliss may very well be your Jose Caballero in twenty twenty four. Yeah, he like absolutely he might could fill that uh, very similar role to what Caballero mm-hmm. did this past year. Yeah, absolutely. You you just you have since Caballero kind of came up and did his thing, and where he got a bulk of his value, or where he got a bulk of the value he provided you. The Mariners have re-added a healthy Dylan Moore. They've added Josh Rojas. They've added Ryan Bliss. Sam Haggerty was always right there, and he got a little bit healthier towards the end of the year. They just kept on pushing Caballero down the the roster, and that's why this is a steal for the Mariners. It's not like the the Rays got nothing uh, no. for Luke Rayleigh. And obviously, with the you know the Franco situation there, like they needed more middle infield help. And sure, Caballero will probably factor in there at shortstop for them. But. Sure. I think if he's your plan is that you're everyday shortstop, you've, you've failed pretty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look yeah. at what else is out there. Like who else is out there that you're going to go get? There's not a ton of right. shortstops available. So um, I'm not saying, you know, this is a woodshed uh, deal because, you know, Tampa got nothing in this deal. It's just that Jerry was able to extract or Justin or both, whoever was able to extract, you know, plus value for a player that they just weren't going to use. Like Caballero just didn't yeah. have a future here in Seattle. So as much as I love him, you know, starting fights with Maldonado, as much as I love him staring down Garrett Cole and getting a $325 million player to think about one guy who's making the league minimum all night long. Annoying like, I the love hell out of Cabby. Lucas Giolito. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love Cabby. He's he's awesome. I wish him a ton of luck. Just 
had no value to this Mariners team. Luke Rayley does. So even if this trade doesn't work out exactly how you want it to, it's basically impossible to criticize uh, the front office for getting a player who could greatly impact this team for a guy who was at best going to enter this year as your third option at second base. Right. Right. Like it's, it's a no brainer. It's a slam dunk. Uh, It's a great deal for Seattle. Even if it doesn't work, it's a great, it's a great process. Uh, I'm surprised that you're able to get Rayleigh for, for this. I thought there would be more involved. Um, and again, it's not like Tampa didn't get anything. It's just that this deal is much more beneficial to Seattle than I ever could have imagined. Like if somebody sent us this trade on fan fiction Friday, it's like a 30, like, Oh, there's no way the Rays do this. Yeah. I was going to say, I was actually going to bring up a very similar thing. I was going to say like 25, 30, if we got this trade via fan (laughs) fiction Friday, cause I'm just like, yeah, like you said, like, I just could not imagine even with how bad Rayleigh was on the second half of the season that you could get him for Caballero. I mean, bad 81 WRC plus is bad. Gabby, the second half was like 64 or something. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah no, it, like, I mean like Luke Rayleigh was basically Dom Canzone in the second half of the season. Like, yeah. I mean like maybe you'd have to give up like Topa and, and, or maybe you have to give up like Ryan bliss even for, for right. like Rayleigh. You'd right. be like, okay, yeah, no, I could see it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is just, it's a home run for, for Jerry. I'm going to miss Cabby. I absolutely am. But you have his replacement already, and you probably had him on your roster since you acquired Bliss and yep. since Dylan Moore got fully healthy last year. So like mm-hmm. Cabby served a purpose. Fantastic. Wish him a ton of, ton of luck. It's a no brainer trade for Jerry DePoto. Absolutely no hesitation whatsoever. So the Mariners added three major leaguers today and it cost mm-hmm. them zero dollars. So let's talk about what's next in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. All right, sailors, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can also find bets in the new Explore tab and make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays. And with football coming to a close, you know what that means. Mariners baseball is almost here, folks, and so is betting on Mariners baseball. But while you wait for the boys to take the field, you can still bet on the Seahawks, Kraken, and Huskies basketball and football. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Luke Rayleigh for Jose Caballero trade. So we've talked about Rayleigh. We've talked about Caballero. We've talked about Mitch Hanniger and Robbie Ray and Anthony Desclafani in a whole another episode. Now let's talk about what's next. Because again, the Mariners didn't spend really a single dime today with either of these moves. So as I said in the Hanniger episode, if you assumed heading into today that the Mariners had roughly 17-ish million dollars to play with still for 2024, they still have that. So, Colby, mm-hmm. now what? Because they've addressed the outfield in a fairly big way. Mm-hmm. 
they've addressed the back end of their rotation in terms of like depth with Desclafani. What do they need still? I think you still need another bat. Like I, I think just because you've acquired Rayleigh and Hanniger doesn't mean that you can't uh, squeeze another outfielder onto this roster, particularly if your plan is to trade Ty France. So mm-hmm. I think that Kepler for Ty France trade still makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, you don't have to do it now though, because again, I, I do think that if, if Seattle rolled into the, uh, into spring training with this as their outfield, I'd feel okay about it. Wouldn't love it. Wouldn't hate it. I feel pretty good about it though. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I, I think th- at this stage now you're just looking for the best bat you can acquire unless you want to go the opposite direction and go get more pitching. Uh, because you do have some, you do have some needs in, in the back end of your bullpen. Let's not forget you could use another high leverage arm. And yep. Robert Stevenson is still out there. Yeah. Uh, if you know, I mean, technically so is Josh Hader, but Josh Hader is still out there. Yeah. Not yeah. going to happen, no. but you know, it may be, maybe Willie Adamas all of a sudden makes some sense and you just go get third base and you go knock third base off your list and, and you go get Adamas. And mm-hmm. now you have even more depth at second base and, and you can have a true competition there. Maybe you go get Reese Hoskins and then you just trade Ty France for what you can get for him and, and you just add Reese Hoskins to first base and that that's how you do that. Maybe you go get a like a bench bat, somebody who's legitimately come off the bench, play multiple spots, like somebody who's better than Dylan Moore. I mean, I don't know who that would be. There's not a lot of infield depth. Uh I can pretty safely say though it's not going to be Matt Chapman. So if you're on team Matt Chapman, yeah, get out. <laughs> like you that battle's over. What about Blake Snell, Colby? <laughs> Probably not. Also, by the way, yeah. I don't know if you saw this. The Mariners got six million dollars from the giants not three so So did they they actually add money they may have there's some dispute about you know how what the difference is in terms of i think they added like real money like the the uh luxury tax number i think stays the same but as we know they're nowhere near the luxury tax number and the mariners really only care about the money out number this year Yeah, yeah unfortunately so um they might have added more payroll flexibility with the moose today. Still unsure about that. So maybe okay. by the time you're listening to this, you, you guys have figured it out, but well, all yeah, right. I think, so I think, they, I think they needed four to make up the difference between Desclafani, Hanniger, yeah. and then Ray. Uh, so essentially if they did actually add some money and who knows if that money actually gets reused and all that, we got to sure. obviously yeah. say that, mm-hmm. but like in theory, that could mean instead of $17 million, you now have, 20. 20 yeah something like that yeah so yeah uh they can still afford to do just about they could still well, afford to the, do it a dylan other, trade well the other thing too is they took all that money off of the books in 2026 from ray mm-hmm. there's now 25 million dollars that you were expecting to pay out in 2026 that's just gone yeah i mean that's assuming that, ray uh you know exercises option which seems yeah. highly likely but. safe bet safe bet sure, sure. but could we see a backloaded contract then you could you could you might also see it's possible i'd say it's unlikely but you might see disclafani get traded now you might have yeah. to eat some of his contract but if you have some excess money that you weren't planning on having you might be willing to do that and we saw what like just number four number five starters are getting right now there's going to be some interest in somebody like disclafani so Maybe you, uh, maybe you include him in a deal. Maybe maybe the Twins really like Desclafani, and we know they're after pitching. Maybe you trade them Wu and Desclafani and, and France for Kepler and Polanco or whatever, right? I mean, you pick the trade you want. I don't care. but Hopefully you don't trade Wu for Kepler. But you know what? Like, yeah. Wu for, for Royce Lewis and, and yeah, yeah. whatever. Like, 
yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah no, Doesn't I get matter. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Cease is an option still. I mean, certainly anybody who was an option before today, I think still is. I really don't think you've eliminated anybody. I think what you've eliminated is a desperate need for three spots. You needed to add rotation depth. You've done that. You've mm-hmm. needed to add some depth or some length to your lineup. Somebody who could crush right hand. You needed a left-handed bat somewhere in this yeah. lineup. You've added that. You needed a fourth outfielder, somebody who you felt pretty good about who in the right role can spell Dom Canzone or, or maybe one of the other outfielders or maybe have a little bit of Mitch, Mitch uh, Garver insurance at DH. You've mm-hmm. done that. So now I look at what do you have left to do? I think it's pitching. I think you need some bullpen arms. And yeah. I think you can get creative. Is is the best you can do a first baseman? Fine, go do that. Is the best you can do a new right fielder, a new everyday right fielder? Fine, go do that. Can you get a third baseman? Fine. Like you're, you've opened it up mm-hmm. to where you don't need any position, but you can still upgrade at any position, and you just look for the best bat available to you. And I think that's how you uh, how you go forward the rest of this uh, the rest of this winter. Right. I think the only thing that it may have ruled out is Carlos Santana, because if you trade France, sure. then Rayleigh is probably your first baseman or you're getting a first baseman. You know, that's yeah. not Carlos Santana. Like it's, you know, someone that's better than France. Right. That, that's obviously yeah. better for France. I, like you feel like you need to trade France to to make room for mm-hmm. basically. Um, I'm, still so gonna, I'm still going to point to that Kepler for France trade. Um, yeah. Because for it, me, it makes it, so much sense. It makes so yeah. much sense. Even still. Yeah, because for me, then it's Kepler, uh, Kepler, Julio are your two everyday outfielders, and then it's Canzone and Hanniger and some kind of timeshare, and then your first baseman is Rayleigh. And Rayleigh and, can also play some outfield if you yep. need him to. Yeah, you've only added about three million dollars in payroll uh, if you make that that swap. Yeah, so you still have plenty to go out and you can go get maybe Adam Duvall or maybe you go get Jacob Junis and and you know Robert Stevenson or maybe you go and it's possible you could now afford or you could now afford Blake Snell without it just completely robbing the rest of your off season right. because you can just backload it. Right. You can backload it. And also like, Hey, I can give Blake Snell $20 million this year because I don't also need to go get a fourth outfielder and, you know, rotation depth and this, cause I did that today without spending any money. Right. Yeah. So it does open things up. It, the process is, is pretty much flawless for today's moves. Like it's hard to find, even like nitpicking, it's really hard to find how right. they could have done better today. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that like, you know, uh, earns any sort of skepticism is just like the health concerns over Hanniger. Like just like the actual sure. practicality of the players, like is, is Rayleigh's like first half a fluke is Mitch going to be right. able to stay healthy? Like stuff like that. Yeah. That's totally earned. But in terms of just the process, uh, process of these trades, mm-hmm. um, like you filled needs and yeah you potentially open yourself up to even more possibilities now on the market. Yep. So it's, it's fascinating. Just, it's fascinating. just about, just about anything that we thought was off the table. All of a sudden isn't like the Cody, Blake Snell thing. Cody Bellinger. Yeah. I mean like maybe I doubt it, but you know, and that's yeah. what I doubt Bellinger or Snell. Like, I don't think they're going to go spend all this money on one player. Right. But right, right. All of a sudden, if you did, it's like, okay, well, yeah. now we don't have to worry about like, well, now how are we going to go afford our, our, you know, number six starter? Like we already have him, We got him. Yeah. So yeah. I think they spread out this money a little bit. I think maybe mm-hmm. you might see one major trade of a guy making some, some money, um, but they don't have to. 
acquire anything like in terms of like they don't have to they don't have to pigeonhole themselves into only looking at one specific type of player i I guess the other thing we might need to take into account here is if it's 17 if it's 20 million dollars whatever it is is that just for the off season like will they have more to spend during the season more ability to add payroll during the season or do they need to save some of this sure and so we'll see how it goes but i think today um They've added three players who are going to help them more than the two they gave up uh, this year. They cleared, uh, or at the very least, they didn't add any payroll to this year. Uh, this year's number, they cleared future payroll that they probably are going to need mm-hmm. uh, going forward. And they may have even added a little bit of payroll to this upcoming year. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, they filled holes that they needed to fill, and they didn't cost them any money. They've built up a, a lineup that, if you could promise me the health of the Mariners current lineup, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's definitely better than last year's. It's definitely going to be more consistent than last year's. So it's definitely better than it was four hours ago. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, yeah, it just, it's tough for me to get like, like me, it's hard for me to find too many negatives. Like, and that's me. Right. So uh right. it, it's like does it's does day. Robbie Ray end up being the more valuable player of the three that got traded in the Giants deal? Sure. Very good chance of that. It's possible, right? yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's also possible um, you got you get nothing from him this year. Yeah. And but then, the uh yeah. But 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 in terms of like the practicality of freeing up that money and all that stuff and the possibilities that that potentially opens up. Um I just I really like the process of what the Mariners were able to accomplish today. Um, yep. so yeah, we'll see what else they're able to do. Uh, they, they still have work that needs to be done here. Uh, but they've done some heavy lifting today and I feel a lot better about this roster than I did last night, you know, or even this morning. Right. So, um, there, we'll see how they build upon this. There are more paths to a successful off season now than there yeah. were, yeah. than what even seemed possible, uh, 24 hours ago. So yeah. Hats off to Jerry and Justin for finding creative ways to kind of fix your roster while maintaining your payroll flexibility and some positional flexibility as well. Mm-hmm. Like you had told me 24 hours ago, we'd be sitting here with three new players who are definitely upgrades over the two we got. And we wouldn't have added a single penny on payroll space for this year. And it somehow also allowed us to have more options. Like we can spend the money more creatively. Now I would have told you, I don't see how they do that. And yet yeah. they did it. And so is it perfect? So this, no, is, this is what we say, man. Like Jerry's like, we're going to talk about all these possibilities and all mm-hmm. these potential targets and all this stuff. And Jerry is still going to find a way to surprise us. I just, I hope one, just one year though, like Stan just gets out of the way and we really get to see Jerry and Justin cook. And what does that look like when they actually have just like money, like just plenty of money to spend? Just screw you money. They can go yeah. out there and, do it Um, i guess a little bit of that was 2021 when they signed ray and they traded for you know gino's contract to get winker and all that stuff i don't know but yeah but that's i think that's like the closest we've gotten to that at least i mean it'd be nice to see it with julio in his prime yeah it'd be nice to add that element so yeah 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 just uh let the turns out the mariners baseball ops people pretty good at their jobs let them do their jobs stop hindering them from doing their jobs just yeah just let them let them cook. Let Jerry let cook. cook. Let Justin. No, let Justin cook. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they hooped today. I think mm-hmm. that's the best way to put it. Like they they hooped. It, it was, was a good day. A, it was a good day. Yeah, it was a solid. Job's day. not finished. Nope. You know, far from I, it. 
I think if the off we're, we're not ended, taking any victory laps yet and all that no, stuff. Like no, there's still no, work no. to be done. Still yep. work to be done. I think if the off season finished today, like I'd be like, okay, they're about as good as they were last year. Yeah, I'd be like, meh. I, I think they're probably like 85, 86 one team. Yeah. With the possibility of 90, you know, if everything breaks right. Right. Variance and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say they're, I they're would say 54% one team right now. Probably. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, I, yeah. I feel like if the season season started today, I'd be like, okay, they're an 81 to 90 win team. They're going to fall mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. Yep. If they add but, a couple more pieces and they have the resources to do so now, keep in mind, they didn't trade any resources that they would need to yeah. go get these big pieces either. Didn't trade any prospects. No. The ability to get to a 92 to like a hundred win team. It's still out there. It's still a narrow gap. It's still a very narrow, like yeah, margin yeah, yeah, yeah. for, for air. Tight window to fit through, but it's there. It, it's there. It's at least open now today. After today, that's open. Yeah. And that is, that is something that Jerry and Justin deserve a ton of credit for. Yep. Yep. So on that note, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, if you want to hear more of my thoughts, I'm going to be hopping on the C-Level podcast with Ben Ranieri in a little bit. So um, head on over there uh, if you want to hear more of my thoughts on today's craziness. Uh, we got Mailbag Monday coming up on Monday. Uh, the link to submit your questions will be down in the description of this episode on YouTube or on podcast platforms if you're just listening to us. If you have a question, send it over to us. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions uh, given everything that's happened today. Uh, all right. So, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Ty Dane Gonzalez and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>